Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastuzje. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn you into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life, and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515 605 9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Grand Rising, and thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we're going to be joining Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green today as she talks about In these days and times, 
how peace is a commodity that is easily compromised by negative distractions, past events, and present distressful events such as war, the taking of life, disappointments, etc. One person's peace is different from another's. And some people have never experienced real peace in life. Are you one of those people that are distressed all the time? You've never known what it's like not to be under stress. Well, of course, the way you feel emotionally will affect the way you feel physically. And when you are constantly in a state of distress because of your stress, you will experience all of the physical sensations that this creates. What you really need to be able to create is peace of mind. There are actions that are necessary to create peace of mind. And moment by moment, you can create peace of mind so that day by day you are at peace no matter what is happening externally. Your state of peace does not depend on what's happening in the world. It depends on what's happening in you and how you're choosing to tell yourself about these events. Anything can happen. Your car can break down and you have to take the bus to work. You could look at it like bad things always happen to me. This is so terrible. Now I've got to get up earlier and and now I have to deal with the inconvenience of waiting on a bus stop and this is so terrible. And you could be miserable And you could just continue that negative train of thought, well, God must not hear my prayers. God must not like me. Why did this happen? Oh, it's going to cost so much to get my car fixed. I don't have the money. I'm going to have to do without something I really wanted. This is just terrible. You could keep that inner dialogue going and going and going and going. And you will make yourself feel miserable. You're making yourself feel miserable. Now, the thing that happened, the car breaking down, that's neither positive nor negative. That's just what happened as a result of wear and tear on parts or whatever. How you choose to respond to it internally will determine whether or not you remain at peace. You could look at it and say, well, now this is interesting. I'm going to get a chance to have an adventure every day meet new people, observe new things while I take public transportation. I'm going to get a chance to interact with some people and who knows, maybe even make some new friends. I'll get an opportunity to cheer up the bus driver by saying something pleasant. I'll get a chance to maybe help some elderly person by giving them my seat and making them feel good. This is an opportunity for a different experience in going to work. So I'm looking forward to this. 
Now, you could look at it that way, and that would produce a whole different internal response because you've chosen to look at the neutral event, your car breaking down and you having to take the bus to work, not as something horrible that you're upset about and angry at God and human beings and the car manufacturer and everything else, but you're choosing to see it as an opportunity for a new experience, something to look forward to. And the gratitude of having a new experience is a higher vibration inside. And rather than you feeling depressed, you'll feel joy. This is something different. It takes practice to master one's minds, one's mind's chatter that often produces moods that are sad. So if you are one of those who are unfortunately always telling yourself a sad story whenever something happens, you're going to experience the sadness of the story that you tell yourself instead of experiencing an opportunity for inner peace. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to experience inner peace. So we want you to be at peace as you strive to change the way you think. And we want you to join Dr. Debbie Green on Soulful Solutions on Facebook and YouTube. And, of course, if you would like to comment, you can call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. And now we're joining live Dr. Debbie Green. Supervisor, you know, manager is getting on my nerves. Oh, when I'm driving in traffic, you know, people seem to be all over the place, you know, jumping in front of me. Okay, I get it. But that's not the kind of peace I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that kind of peace that's disturbed and distracted. I'm talking about your internal peace of mind. We have an external and we got an internal. Question is, which one are you focused on today? Are you focused on that out, outer external stuff to say, oh, I, that has to go right before I have my peace. Oh, they have to stop saying that before I have my peace. They have to stop doing that before I have my peace. Or oh, I have to get this outside of myself before I have my peace. So look all those stipulations. All of those stipulations on there just do you gotta check off every box before your peace of mind is there? 
question. How does none of all that get interrupted? How you can't make that happen? How it if no accessibility to you? Then what you gonna do? What's gonna happen? You're not gonna have the peace of mind because actually you did something, right? You compromised for your peace of mind. That's what I'm trying to get you to recognize. Peace is never compromised. It is something determined. It is something that we make a choice in the matter. We make the choice. Not that there's somebody that cuts us off, oh, I'm going to get angry today, oh, that irritates me. Okay, as soon as you say that, you interrupt your peace. When you went on your job and your, and your, and your boss seems said, you know, he's carrying you through all these changes, and you like, as soon as you see him, automatically, the day that you woke up with is no longer the same day. External things can cause an internal conflict if you're not careful. And we call that, I call that, peace stealers. Okay? Your peace can be stolen very easily if you don't know how to secure it. It's just like, for example, if you got a safe with all the money in it, you got a safe with all the money in it, but you left the door cracked. And then you want to know, who went in there and stole my peace? Well, you left the door cracked. You left the door cracked. So what happens? Something will come in there, something, somewhere. If something is going to happen where it's going to come in there and it's going to steal your peace. And not only does it steal your peace, it keeps it. And it reminds you that your peace has been stolen over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. It's not just a one-time occurrence. Because when you allow your peace to be stolen, it will always be stolen. See, that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. You say, well, Dr. Dam, how can I protect myself in these things? So we're going to be talking about what they call four doors of peace stealing. Okay? Four doors. You have the door of the mind, okay, the door of the heart, the door of the spirit, and the door of the body. Body. The door of the mind, the door of the spirit, door of the body and heart. Now, the door of the mind, let's, 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 let's take that one first, okay? Let's take that one first. Now, when we wake up in the morning, most people, okay, is going to wake up with some type of premonition thought process. Some type, whatever that type is. So if, if you lay down with some type of thought process that was taking your peace or worryation, rumination, 
Ruminating means that you're thinking about the same thing over and over and over and over, just like a broken record, okay? And variation is just what it is. These are thought processes. When you when when we lay down before we go to sleep, we need to clear those thought processes. And the way we clear them, the way we clear them is by we we say to ourselves, self. You are not allowed to lay down with anything but peace on your mind. And you have to open your mouth and say that so your subconscious can hear you. It's not, a, it's not just thinking it in your head, you know what I'm saying? Because some of you have too much things going on in your head. Too much things rushing about. You know what I'm talking about. Constantly rushing, rushing about. So I want you to be mindful. Be mindful. Mindful of what is going on in here. Because it's a gate, okay? A door. So if you leave that door open with all types of things that you're going to constantly keep worrying about, and what you worry for, because guess what? Worrying don't pay bills. Just, hello. Worrying don't improve in nothing. It doesn't do any good whatsoever. And if you're the type, if you're a worrier, okay, you got a habit of worry, you need to start stop filing. Okay, when the worry comes, oh, I'll worry about that tomorrow. Okay, and when tomorrow comes, you worry about it for a small smidgen of time. Stop putting limits amount of time if you're going to worry about something. Small time, small limits of time. You know why that's so important? Do you know worry does the worst things for a human being? Not only will it cause you stress, it will release hormones in your body, in your mind. They cause what they call stress radicals. Stress radicals cause sickness, mental sickness as well as physical sickness. So one should not worry. And actually, it is a biblical rule. That's what God said. He said, you should not worry about things. You know, you should not worry. And, you know, we worry about things that we can't change. We worry about things that other people worry about, too. We worry about things that doesn't even belong to us at all. They could be our children's stuff, friends, whoever. You get adapted to that peace dealer, didn't you? Who told you you had to pick it up? Is that a law you made for yourself? A rule? Well, I'm so sorry it's not an option for you, okay? In order for you to maintain your peace, you've got to protect your mind. Your mind has to be protected. And if your mind is not protected... Again, you're going to, these doors are just going to swing open every single time. Every single time you hear something that you, you feel is disturbing, you're going to grab it. Keep your door closed. You're going to think about something. Okay, think about it for a certain amount of time. And after that, say, okay, that's enough. You know when you're overly thinking because it's going to keep going on and on. Don't wait until it gets into the revolving door. 
because that's all it's doing. It's going in the mind, it's coming out of the mind. Going in the mind, coming out of the mind. And every time that the door, you go in and out that door, you steal more and more. And you give away more and more of your peace. Something is stealing your peace, and you're giving away your peace. You know it. Hey, the world didn't give it, but the world show can take it away if we allow it. Okay? Once you have a peace that surpasses all understanding, your peace should surpass all understanding. And you know, you know what that means? That means that no matter what is going on in your life, being a past thought, being a present thought, or even something you may be concerned about your future, you have to make a choice right there in your moment or rather you're going to hold on to this thing and keep it rolling around in your head or say, okay, hey, it's out of my hands. Because guess what it is? And if you believe in God, put it in his hands. Put it in his hands and leave it there and move on. Otherwise, you allow your peace, again, to keep getting stolen over and over and over again, and you become weaker-minded, weaker-minded, low energy, low frequency. Because as long as those as long as the peace is being stolen, you can't, it's hard, it's very hard to focus when we're always thinking about something that is painful. Just be mindful of that. Understand that process. Understand the process. So, again, protect your mind. Protect your mind from worryation. Protect your mind from picking up other people's burdens. And even with social media, when you're on social media and if something's disturbing you, turn it off. Don't just sit there and keep reading it over and over again. Leave it alone. You have to learn this thing called leave it alone, okay? Leave it alone. Take your hands off and take your mind off of it. Leave it alone. It is very important. very, very important that you understand how to maneuver through life because everything around you is like a hurricane, around me, around us. It's like a hurricane. People are going, I mean, they're mixing up like answers. They just, they don't have no real destination. Some of us do, okay? Some of us are operating in purpose. And then some of us are operating in chaos. So they're jeopardized. Their peace is totally jeopardized by their actions, which is my next point. Look at your actions and your habits and ask yourself, are these habits and actions jeopardizing my peace or mine? Because sometimes we can be our own peace stealers. And if you say yes to that question, you need to closely examine yourself. Ask yourself, you know, what should I change about about this situation here? Because it just seems as though 
Every time I do this, then this happens. Okay, that means that you got some self-awareness right there. And that self-awareness is extremely valuable to have. It's extremely valuable to have. When we don't have self-awareness, we we will constantly keep doing the same things over and over again. And then we're trying to make excuses and explain them why that we're doing them. But guess what? They don't make sense at all. They don't make any sense whatsoever, but somehow our brains make sense of it. And all it does, again, it just causes a major, major issue. Down the line, down the line, you, you, you would determine, oh, my God, all this time I've been doing this, and this is not healthy. Just be mindful of that. Be mindful, okay? Keep your mind on, on on positive things, you know? When you wake up in the morning, choose a word for today, a word that you want to think and want to feel. I don't care if your thoughts are not that way. Choose. You choose what you want to think. When you choose what you want in your day, for example, okay, you choose. Today was wonderful. You choose. That's my word. That's my word. It's wonderful. Wonderful is my energy today. Now, tomorrow, it may be something else, but for today, it's going to be wonderful. I choose to live the way I want to live because I am a free agent in this world. I am a free agent. That was given to me by God to choose what I desire, what I need for myself, what I want. So choose your word, phrase, in the morning, early. When you're laying there right before you get up, what am I going to think about today? What do I want? It's like a genie in the bottle. When you speak it out and you want to speak it out, say, okay, I Choose peace today. And you say, well, something may come. No, oh, you got to remind yourself what you chose. Regardless of what you've seen today now, okay? You got to remind yourself of what you chose. I see my coast here. Wait Well, grand rising to everybody and all of those who are joining us for another word of wisdom from Dr. Debbie Green. <laughs> peace to everyone, and since we're talking about peace of mind. Yes, ma'am. And, and peace of mind is a choice uh-huh. that we make based on what we choose to tell ourselves about everything that's happening. And you can look at the world and choose to look at all of the things going wrong, or you can look at the world and choose to look at all the things going right and be happy about it and be at peace. So this this is definitely a perfect topic for me. I'm going through the process of learning how to control my thoughts about a thing because the only thing that makes us miserable are our own thoughts, and the only thing that can bring peace is our own thoughts. 
It doesn't matter what someone else does. Uh-huh. It's not what they do. It's what you think about what they do that disturbs your peace. So if you think right. positive things about what's happening, then you'll be at peace. And if you think negative things about what's happening, you will not be at peace. So you you have to choose peace because it really is a choice. So I'm learning how to master my mind because that's where peace starts. Mm. Mm. Well, that's exactly where we were <laughs> before you got on, yeah. is understanding the mind gates. The mind has gates. The mind has gates. Just like the heart has chambers. And they all are, we want each gate to be a an area where, you know, a lot of people walk around with, with them all open mm-hmm. and don't even realize it. They don't realize it. Right? But I want to make a, a, a point that, yes, peace is a choice, but it's also a decision. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we do this, we want to, if there is anything present that is challenging us in any type of way, we must recognize it what it is, if it's bad, good, or indifferent, mm-hmm. and then make a decision and a choice, because both of those go together, of how we want to deal with it, how we want to handle it. Um, and once we come to that understanding, then at that point, whatever the peace stealer was, we take the power back from it mm. automatically. Yeah. It's all about shifting power. That's all it is. Yeah. It's all about shifting power. And you said something, uh, you know, you said, I'm learning how. I'm learning how to do this. So that means if you're, if you're learning how to do it now, it might, that means you might have been struggling with it at some given point, whenever that was. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And a very wise yeah. counselor yeah. helped me to see that I was creating my own misery because of how I was choosing to think about a situation. And we do that all the time. Rather right. than us change how we think about something, we want someone else to change what they're doing. And we think that we have to be angry until they change what they're doing, when instead all we have to do is change a thought in our own minds. And the anger or the frustration yeah. or the fear or the depression inside of us will be gone because we created it with our own thoughts. respond to it really to be honest with you. It's not the external it's it's the internal. So if you're responding to something far as let's say let me give you an example. If somebody might have come to you with a very uh derogatory stance with mm-hmm. words or whatever mm-hmm. and you respond to them uh on the threat system. The threat system is like, oh I dare you, what who are you talking to? Blah 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 <laughs> yeah. you know so that's the that's that's the threat system, right? Mm-hmm. The threats in the, I throw up my defenses automatically because I want you to know who I am, mm-hmm. first of all, and what you cannot do to me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, that that can go, that can go a, a couple of ways, you know. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't. I tell people don't. I don't want you to suppress a feeling. I really want you to execute that feeling in what they call, a, 
are right. Yeah. Oh, and they are so wrong for yeah. what they did, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got a bridge. You got a bridge between you and them. It's a bridge there. Now, either you're going to cross over to their side and allow them to win, or you're going to stay on your side of the bridge and say, okay, I see that you are upset. And guess what? That does not belong to me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't belong to me. And, I mean, you, you can say, I understand your thoughts, I understand your wishes, I all of that, but I'm so sorry. That's, that doesn't belong to me. <laughs> it doesn't belong to me. And the reason why it doesn't belong to me because it's coming out of you. It's not coming out of me. It's coming out of you. So why do you think I can just accept it as mine? So when I accept it as mine, then when I'm doing that gate in my heart, that gate in my mind is swung open automatically. And now all of that energy that was transferred would go deep down inside my being in microseconds. Mm-hmm. And it will start a, a rift in my being. So if I was peaceful before hearing whatever it was, or seeing whatever I saw, it's going to be that way. Now, mind you, okay, in a defense of, of the peace dealer, if somebody's violating you in some type of way, and especially if it's, a, you know, a whole different terms of, of words, uh, uh, you know, because we see this every day on, on mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, yeah. somebody can say something, you're like, well, I don't believe you said that. What was, you know, what were you thinking? That's just it. They were not thinking. They were not. Most thinking. people don't think before they open their mouth. Right? <laughs> they right? don't. Or hit or slap, it's the slightest infraction. 
or verbally assault you by calling you stupid or ignorant or lazy or hard-headed or whatever whatever name they called you, whatever insult they threw at you. So if this is a state of being for all of your growing up, you don't know what it feels like to simply be at peace where you're not looking to avoid an attack or, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to soothe yourself after you've been attacked. I mean, when you, if you have never had as a regular state of being simple peace where you were not under anxiety, you don't know what it feels like. And so you create what it is you know. That's I, I see that happen all the time. People get into relationships with a person who doesn't know what peace feels like, and they believe that interpersonal right. relationships have to be this intense conflict, and that's what they create. And, and they don't know how to simply be calm and at peace, and even if there's a difference of opinion, be able to just talk about it without there being an inflamed kind of confrontation where somebody's always upset. So how does a person learn how to be at peace if they don't really know what that feels like because they really didn't experience it? Well, uh, again, we go back to self-awareness. So at some given point in their life, whether it's adolescents, young adults, uh, older adults, you know, as they live, as they live, you know, people around other people who, who have peace of mind. And you say, well, that person don't seem like they're disturbed. They're not having a hard time. So why, you know, I maybe I don't need to have a hard time either because they're talking about how their family's doing this and they're not doing that. So it is an interchange of thought process that the person, after being in the world or being around other people, should something uh, should actually come to a understanding of, okay, I can make that choice too. Because I see that this person is doing it. I may not have it, uh, had it, it before in my life, and, you know, in my household when I was growing up, but then I can also make a choice right now where I am to the, be the, the predeterminant of my fate. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, from that point on, once they do that and they take it seriously, which is a point of, you know, uh, I call it the three C's. Mm. Okay, they may be challenged by it. Okay, they want to have control of it, and they and they want to have this comprehension of it, because that's what life does. It it'll challenge us, but we have to have control of it, and we have to comprehend it. Because you can have control of something, but if you don't understand it, then it's not going to be any use to you. And you can be challenged by it, but if you don't have no control or comprehension by it, you're not going to get it. So it's like those those things are extremely important in life because that's the thing that's going to bring commitment. So if we've ever been hurt by anyone at any time in our life, then we, we are the predeterminant of what, okay, how am I going to deal with that pain? Mm. I can allow that pain to fester inside of me and go through, you know, all of these emotions over and over again, or I can start to renew myself. The only way I'm going to renew myself is I have to make a choice to no longer allow myself to be a victim because we go right back to being a victim. Yeah. Victim.
victim mentality, when you have victim mentality, you have taken your peace and thrown it away. Yes. That means you're going to be a victim to your past. You're going to be a victim to, you know, to everything that's around you. You just, you become a victim to it, Mm -hmm. you know? And those things that victimize you, if you say they victimize you, you know, oh, they are doing this to me. Oh, they are doing that to me. Oh, they have done this to me. And I can't go on. I'm angry. I feel guilty. I feel shameful. Uh, You know, I feel vengeful or whatever the case may be. And you say that every day. You walk with that every day. Oh, your peace is definitely jeopardized. Mm. You're going to be jeopardized. Because now you're living in a world where you don't have any peace. No one can have, no one can control your mind. I don't care what they do to you. I don't care. I mean, truth be told, think about that for a second. Let's let's get into this topic, the enslaved mind. You know, back in the 1800s, you know, our people were enslaved, you know, and, and it was a mind thing. It was not, it was physical as well, but it was mind thing. But even, even through that, portion or that lifespan or that era of enslavement, today some of us are still there, even though we're not on the plantation, we're on the plantation in our mind. Yes. You know what I'm Easily to say when somebody allows anything to put them in bondage. Yes. Anything to put you in bondage. You know, uh, something that I've observed. Anything. It doesn't matter. But I feel yes. rigid. If I feel rigid. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've observed that uh, people, it? you know, make sure my connection is good. I've observed that when people are in a state of mind where they're, used to responding in a way that disturbs their peace, they have a, a world view, almost a, a victim mentality that everybody's out to get me, everybody's trying to do me wrong. And so they interpret every every random thing that happens that really has nothing to do with them as if it's somehow an attack on them, almost like, you know, if it, if it rains, you know, God wanted to... to uh, Spoil my day, you know. <laughs> I had a picnic plan, and now it rained. Oh, see, you know. I mean, it's it's almost like that mentality. Anything that happens, they see it as personal, and they respond it if it's personal. Uh, something as simple as mm-hmm. going to a store, and you know, the 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 maybe the person right before you get ready to get to check out your groceries, they got some kind of technical issue, and so it's taking longer and you know, this person who's got that victim mentality is thinking, oh, this cash register doesn't doesn't respect my time. Well, it's not, they don't have anything to do with you. They're trying to handle the situation with the customer. They're not ignoring you or, or making you late for where you ever you had to go and you're in a, in a rush. They're handling a situation, and it's not personal. But there are people who take everything personally, even something as simple as, you're calling somebody, and maybe maybe they don't call you back right away. You know, they kind of could have been in a meeting, didn't have their phone or whatever. Oh, this person, they don't think I'm important enough to call back. You know, and I mean, we've all had people that respond that way. 
they take something that isn't personal and make it personal and get themselves all upset so by the time they finally talk to you, they've, they've had all of this self-talk in their own mind about how you didn't think they were important enough to call back, you ignored their calls, uh, you must be mad at them, uh, why are you doing this to them, and, and, and they've been a good friend of you and you're treating them like this. So by the time they actually talk to you, they're responding to all these things in their own mind. And you're wondering, why are they upset? Yeah. Why, are they, why, are they, why this intense reaction to me? I've done nothing. It's because they have made a whole story up about a situation in their own mind, and they're responding to what is in their own mind. And you have no clue of this, this, this train of thought that they've gone through, and so you don't understand why are they why are they responding with such intense emotional upset? People do it all the time, and they don't realize they yeah. created a scenario in their own minds that they're responding to, mm-hmm. and the other person did absolutely nothing to them at all. Right. And, and again, uh, people are on threat systems. That's what yeah. it's called. It's called threat system. It's a mindset. Yeah. It's a mindset. How could you treat me like uh, this? What we need. To... I didn't treat you anyway. Yeah, it's, a, it's a mindset. It's, it's a mindset, but at the same token, you, you should know where you are. Again, you can only be on the threat system. You're going to be on the drive. The drive system is like, oh, I just want to get the job done. You know, I'm motivated to get the job done. Soothing system, oh, I'm going through too much right now. Let me soothe myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me stop what I'm doing and soothe myself. And I think if we understand the balance of those things, because yeah. the threat system is only there to let you know, okay, you're in trouble. That's yeah. all it's there to let you yeah. know. You don't have to go any further, oh, I have to defend myself because they're about to get me and then about to take no. Ain't none of that going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen, especially when it has something to do with words. Now, of course, if it's an emergency and you're seriously threatened for your life, that's a whole other conversation. But I'm talking about just interaction, normal interactions or conflicts in everyday language, you know what I'm saying, actions from people to people, you know, and these things do happen. Again, we have to identify those things and ask, okay, is this a peace stealer? And you need to ask yourself that. Is this a peace stealer today that just came into my midst? Okay, that's going to help you to analyze. Because now you want to go back to thinking, not feeling, because feeling you're in a critical area if you just stay emotionally. If you mm. stay in your emotions concerning it, you're going to be in a critical area. You know what I'm saying? And then you're going to go on autopilot. Autopilot is like, oh, what do I do uh, if I'm in, in the threat system? So I become very impulsive. I'm thinking the worst, and there you go. Mm. But, again, if I stay internally focused, I'm not outside now. Outside focused externally focused, it's like I'm focusing on the person, what they're saying, what they're doing, all the outside stuff, right? But if I'm internally focusing, I'm saying to myself, okay, is this a peace dealer today? Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm saying to myself, and, and, I'm, and then I'm checking. Mm. I'm checking. Question. Okay, how do I feel about this? It's not about what they're saying or what they're doing. Mm. I want to know how I'm feeling. How am I feeling about this? Why is this disturbing me? Mm. What's causing this to happen? Right. Now I can do something about that. Mm. I can't. I cannot do anything about 
what people are saying to me because I don't control people, right? Mm. I control myself. I feel challenged by it, okay? I do, but I got to comprehend it as well, comprehending how I am responding to it. Mm. I have a question. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I have a question about an incident of, you know, someone close to me um, shared a, an experience they had that was very disturbing to them. Uh, they, they were a teacher in a school, and they were, you know, assisting in a classroom. And it was a classroom of, of young children. Um, and the, the the class was a little bit unruly, so... What she did, she kind of told a joke to get the children to relax, laugh and everything, and, and, you know, kind of be in a different frame of mind, but, you know, more or less settle down, but, you know, in a, in a way with rather than screaming, shut up, sit down, you know, she just kind of told a joke, and then they laughed, and then and they, 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 you know, they were okay after they just kind of settled down. But the other teacher was upset that she had done this, because I guess this wasn't her method of, of bringing the class to order, so she kind of berated her uh, in front of the children and in a way that was very hurtful. And so, uh, you know, my associate, she didn't say anything to her because she thought, well, I don't want to make it worse by us arguing in front of the children. But then later that day, she, she actually got physically ill and ended up going, you know, going home and, and uh, took the other took the next day off, and I was explaining to her, and she was saying how depressed she was after that incident and how, of course, she felt publicly humiliated in front of children and all of that. And But she thought that the best response was for her to remain silent. And yet it was obviously eating at her because she got ill the very next day. And so my suggestion was for her not to just let it go because it was it was obviously manifesting in, in a physical illness because she was depressed, because she felt humiliated, and all of those emotions were there. And so I told her that she should write a letter to the to the principal and explain what happened, explain that it was inappropriate to have spoken to her that way in front of the children. She said this, this teacher that spoke to her was, like, young enough to be her daughter. So it's like you're disrespecting an elder who I am, and you're disrespecting me publicly in front of the children, and you're disrespecting me after I did something positive to try to help the classroom. So she was feeling all those negative things, but but because she didn't address it and internalize it, she got ill. And so my suggestion to her was that she openly confront it, but in a calm way, Mm -hmm. first write a letter, explain what happened to the principal, and then request the principal, uh, bring all of them in a conference to discuss the inappropriate way that that teacher had spoken to her in public. And, you know, I said, you have to stand up for yourself because if you if you don't, you're going to feel bad that you allowed this because it was public. Yes, you can maybe have compassion. Maybe the young teacher was going through stress or whatever, but still you feel injured and you feel it, and that's why you ended up, Getting sick that, that you know, getting sick and then not you know having to miss a day at work because internally you're feeling and maybe what you say about feeling threatened you know this person threatened the right. respect of yeah. these children for me by saying and doing these things publicly. So what do you think about that kind of situation? If someone has received some type of public insult 
And even though you might keep yourself calm and say, okay, well, that's dumb, they're acting out, it has nothing to do with me, still you feel the effects of it. What is the best way to address a situation like that? Well, first, uh, I would say um, after the incident, I would pull that person to the side and talk to that person. That's what I would do, but... I know everyone is not me. So yeah, everybody doesn't have um, the ability to, to because, stand up for themselves yeah, for whatever reason. Right, right. And and, and um, that being said, because they're going to stuff those feelings, they're going to feel that someone, uh, you know, stepped on their heart. Yeah. Or stepped in, you know, or took advantage of them in some type of way, which, again, uh, is going to stress them out, and those hormones are going to start being released. And that will bring sickness to the body. I said that early before mm-hmm. you got on. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to her. Mm-hmm. She became depressed behind that. Um, and it was so hard. So she got that. And, and like you said, she could write a letter, but she, those words have to come out. to let whoever it was go, so, you know. I really didn't like what she said. Hurt is overrated. Mm. We can't use that word because they they did more than hurt her. You see what I'm saying? And that person needed to know that maybe not in the moment with in front of the kids, but after the kids was gone, excuse me, ma'am, can I talk to you? Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know, I think we have an issue. We have an issue, and I and I think that we need to talk about this so it doesn't occur again, because that's not going to happen again. That's mm-hmm. not. I'm not going to allow that to happen again. So I just want to know right now: is there anything you want to say to me while we are in front of each other right now? Because I I don't want to come in your midst again, and then this happens again mm-hmm. because then. You leave me no other choice but to do what I feel is best for myself, you know. And, I mean, <laughs> oh, even man. if a person has low self-esteem, you, know, you have to let wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with approaching a person afterwards and pulling them. I, I call them pulling them to the side. Hey, excuse me. Yes, I just want to let you know you are not invisible, and neither am I. So mm-hmm. please don't treat me like that. Because I can't allow you to do that. Mm. Don't treat me like I'm invisible, like I don't exist. Mm. No, ma'am. And I'm telling you, when you say it in a calm way, not screaming and yelling, they get it. Yeah. And they would, they would think twice when they come to you again. If you look them directly in the eyes and you let them know, do not treat me as though I am invisible. Mm. No. Because the last one person does. I mean, when people do that to people, they treat them like they're invisible, like they don't have feelings, like yeah. they don't exist. Right, absolutely. Now, you have some people yes, that that are kind of hood, you know, and uh, they're responsible. What you going to do about it? You know? how, how do you do that? I don't know. And I'll tell them straight up, you know, I can see what type of mentality that you have, and I choose not to engage in that. Mm. So, if, I mean, if they're going back and forth with this, 
situation where I found out that I'm a reincarnated child of my grandfather. Mm. He was a bishop over in Northern California. And um, my family sent me his picture. I'm like, I look just like this guy. It's like, no, Kofi, you are him. Mm. I play play the harp like him. His name is Ben. I just found this out last year. His name is Ben, and I named my son Ben. Okay, so I I pretty much just been watching everything go down and what the sister Debbie's talking about the harassment. This is the next phase of Satan's kingdom is to harass the uh, the children of the Creator, and they're at the point now where they're the next step is to harass us. 
it's going all over. It's all over the world. I mean, I, I feel it when I go outside. There's an harassment because what happened was we ascended. Our ascension has taken place already these past mm-hmm. few years. In other words, what I mean is we realize who we are. We realize our gift. We realize our power. And the enemy didn't do it. He saw he was trying to stop us. He couldn't. And now that we've arrived, the enemy is like, you left me. No, we didn't leave you. You wasn't chosen to do this. This is, what's, this is supposed to happen. We are supposed to ascend over you. But because we have a, we have a spiritual nature that's over the enemy, when we get in these jobs and you have these tiers, these layers, these managers, they use a position to, to to start harassing us. This has been a circle. It's been a problem. That's the problem in the spirit. So what the sister is saying is it's happening to her. It's happening to everybody. And I will let everybody know, don't look at it as a negative. It's supposed. This is supposed to happen because when the enemy comes to attack us in such a way, they're actually bowing down to us. And the word says the enemy will become your footstool. They're actually bowing down. They're actually serving you. They're actually like, I, I, I got harassed you because I, I don't know. I don't know anything else to do. The devil. That's what the devil does. He cannot go. He cannot go through a day without harassing someone. That's his job. Mm, well, you know, that's how we respond. When the devil comes around you, now you take notes, you write it down, you get your lawsuit, and, that, and, and then you cash out because that's, that's how it goes. I've I, I done uh, that. The uh, devil attacked me. I, I too won. You know, so, that, that's, that, that's definitely a thing. we got to take a break, but, you know, that's definitely, that's definitely a thing that many people are uh, addressing is, well, like we talked about, the feeling of being attacked. But then, of course, how you respond will determine whether or not you maintain your inner peace. we got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to and watching The Female Solution, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And if you are on our switchboard now and have a comment or a question, press 1. If you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325. And, again, press 1. If you're ready to speak, and we'll come right to you and get your thoughts. We'll be right back, so stay with us. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. 
Comet Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in. 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. So see you on the second Saturday on The Neighborship of Joy. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of associated internet radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face -face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On-air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on-air everywhere, online all the time. Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. All right, we are back. Awesome, awesome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, my name is Dr. Debbie Green. This is Soul for Solutions with my wonderful co-host, Naomi Latif, our uh, executive producer of the Female 
solution. If you're just joining us, we're talking about how valuable is your peace of mind? You know, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to take, you know, to keep it and how to keep it, how to maintain it each and every day? Because, again, if one has not experienced peace, one cannot maintain peace because you don't know what it is. Absolutely. You know? Yes. So we definitely want to examine that. We, we were talking about how the mind looks at it. The mind looks at it as either, uh, again, you're either going to be in the threat system, you know, they're thinking everything is wrong, everything, I, I, everything's happening to me, you know, lifetime, you know, that's, that's what it's either that or you're going to be in the drive. I'm motivated. I am motivated to do something for myself, do something for someone else. And I'm not, I mean, and I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to get into this, this whining, whining kind of mode where it seems like nothing ever goes right. No, mm. that's the threat system. Mm. Okay? you got to be careful that you're not your own peace stealer because mm. you can be your own peace stealer, you know? Um, and you don't, you don't want to get into a habitual mindset of always finding fault. I tell people to remain neutral. If you remain neutral in everything, you will be surprised that your executive director, which is your frontal lobe, will actually do all the work for you because we will built in. We have a built-in problem solver. God, God created this wonderful thing called the mind, but also the brain. Those are two different things. The brain is the physical the mind is, is non-physical. So, I mean, if we allow ourselves to um, stay present, and, you know, stay present in the moment, you know, because guess what? Something could upset you last week, and you're still talking, you're still thinking about the same thing. Mm. Whose choice is that? Is it because of the person that did it, or is it yours? No, it's yours. Right. You see what I'm saying? One shame on you, twice shame on me. Mm. No, it's yours. You are still in living your past. Yeah. If you're constantly in your past and if your past is negative or you say it's negative, because we're careful what you call negative. Mm-hmm. Most people call things negative because it's not something that they want. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, that's wrong. Okay, why is it wrong? Who says it's wrong? Mm. It's because you said it or because in, in reality it really is. So be careful for your virtual reality being altered because the most of the time we alter our virtual reality. Virtual reality is what you think in your head. If you think in your head that something is negative or that's a problem, okay, guess what? It's going to automatically be a problem because you say it's a problem. Guess what the brain does? The brain is going to look at it as an issue. Guess what's going to happen? Here we go again. You're going to go right back in the threat mode. Mm. Hormones, adrenaline is going to be released. Adrenaline is going to turn the cortisol. Cortisol is going to turn the stress radicals. And if that happens too often, your body is going to have a physical manifestation of sickness. Ooh. Now, I have a question. Um, uh, uh, you know, and, and the last caller mentioned a thing that people are choosing to get upset about, the war. And there's always war happening somewhere on the earth, uh, generally. But I, I took a walk this morning, and I live on a very peaceful street. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I was able to, you know, walk several blocks, very peaceful, calm, looked at the beautiful trees, communed with nature, all of that. And I thought, I'm so grateful that it is peaceful where I am. 
Now, there is war happening somewhere else, but it's not happening to me. So if I'm appreciating the peace that I'm experiencing, then I have inner peace. But there are a lot of people who will turn on the news and watch the information about the war and be upset about it and carry that feeling of anxiety all day long, even though where they actually are, it's peaceful. Now, some people say, well, you have to know what's going on in the world. You have to pay attention. And yet, my thought is, if you right now cannot physically do anything to solve a condition that other people actually created for themselves, because there's really nothing stopping the people involved from choosing to be at peace with each other, they're making that choice. And if you cannot stop their choice to be at war, why are you choosing to be disturbed inside yourself when where you are is peaceful and your life is not under threat. So that's the way I looked at it. What are your thoughts on that? Because a lot of people are not knowing how to manage the constant feeling of anxiety that they receive or that they allow themselves to receive whenever they hear of a conflict somewhere else in the world. Well, again, with human beings with uh, emotions, I mean, uh, that's normal to let, to, to like, oh, my God, that, that happened or whatever. Okay, you'll get the startled moment. You may even go through a little uh, roller coaster of uh, emotional thingy, all right? But the thing about this is how long are you going to do that is the question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, time and frequency is everything. You know, so if you, if like he was using the war, okay, we know uh, in retrospect, but in reality, and nothing we can do about it, nothing whatsoever. So why consciously, and I would say rational and reasonably, would I sit here and ponder on something I have no control over mm. at all, period? So now I'm being my own peace sealer. You see, you see what I'm saying? Right. I'm making a choice. I am making a choice to keep rolling that around in my spirit, in my mind. Now I am my own peace stealer. It's not the war. It's me. Right. It's me. It's me adapting to things outside of myself. Remember, it's two focuses. It's external focus and internal focus. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to balance in each one. You can't, be, you can't stay inside your head too long. But you also can't stay outside of your head too long either. You have to balance. You have to know what's yours and what's not yours and what you adapt to. Because we, we start adopt. It's like, a, you know, people adopt children. We adopt feelings. We adopt wars. We adopt, you know, chaos. Adopt it and, th- and make it our own. And it's not yours. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. You have to learn how to mentally, mentally mind your business. Mentally, mentally mind your business. I, mentally, I, yeah. Yeah, you got to learn I, how to mentally mind your business. Yeah. Because if you don't, you will get emotionally overthrown. Yes. And and I think a lot of people it's are getting overwhelmed too. with that. And unfortunately, because we keep choosing to listen to the most distressing information that is being made available, we're choosing to hear the stories about the, the, the murdered children and all of those things that are distressing. And like you said, if you cannot physically do something to change a situation, why are you 
allowing it to steal your peace. Now, I'm not saying don't take responsibility for what is happening in the world anywhere, but we have to come to a realization that people are choosing to be in conflict. This is like in a one-on-one relationship. People choose to be in conflict. You can just as easily choose not to be in conflict, and then they receive the consequences of that choice. Right. So just as I walked down the street and saw the, you know, peaceful environment, the neighbors are choosing not to fight each other. So, therefore, there's peace. Everywhere in the world, people can make that same choice. Now, why are they choosing mm-hmm. not to? That's the question. Why are people choosing to create pain and suffering and distress for themselves when it is not necessary? It's a choice. And I think the more we take responsibility for our choices, the more we can be at peace and the more we can recognize that other people have created the reality that they're experiencing. Now, we can urge people not to do that, and we can say, I don't want my money to go for the maintenance of that, but people have to choose peace because it's in their best interest. And as long as they're choosing conflict and experiencing the consequences of that conflict, that's something that they have to make a decision to change. And being upset about it doesn't change their decision. It only changes your internal condition. And like you said, you make yourself sick. Right. But can I tell you something? Truth be told, people can only choose what they are. Mm. So if you're not a person of peace, that's the only thing you're going to attract. You, that's whatever, whatever you, what, what, what is ever in your heart, whatever a man in his heart is, he's, that's what he's going to be. Gonna so, you know, you can't attract peace if, if, you know, if you don't have it. Mm. If, it's, if it's not something that's living inside of you, which means that it is there, but again, life happened and you became life. Mm. You didn't understand that, that life, you know, doesn't have to become you. You became life. So if you were traumatized, if you was abused, if you whatever, you became the very thing that you did not want, the very thing that you hated, the very thing that you, you despised. You became that, that thing. So, so now you're walking, breathing it out in the universe. You see what I'm saying? So quite naturally, laws of affirmity, laws of affinity tells us whatever you put out, you're going to get back. Mm. So... That's what it is. Like you said, well, why can't they, or why should this, whatever, whatever's inside of them, they they just put out. They just, because we're porous. We're yeah. porous. Everything goes through this being and comes out. It's just like a revolving door. That's all it is, yeah. you know? And I really think people don't really, they don't get that, Naima. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, that I never went through that. I had to learn this over a period of years. That, you know, whatever's in my being comes outward into the world and comes back to me. You know what I mean? Right. So I learned uh, the laws of affirmity, and I learned the laws of compensation. I learned the laws of receiving and giving and the laws of expectation. So I, I in my mind, I say to myself, okay, am I balanced today? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, it's not a perfect life. You know, I'm the, I am an optimist. I'm not perfect. I don't wake up happy every day. I wake up content. And I wake up cheerful and thankful. Those I wake up with, those are my rules. Mm-hmm. 
That's in my rule book. That never, ever changes. No matter what is happening in my life, I have to choose. Because if I don't choose, then life will choose for me. And I may not be happy with that. Because like I said, I will not be my own peace dealer. Yes. You know how hard it is? Do you know how difficult it is? If you're your own peace dealer, and then you're looking at everybody else that they're doing it, but then you're doing it on your own, that's the worst of the worst. How you can live like that. And people live this way. Like you said, you said, why don't they see? Why don't they look at the trees? Why don't they look at the uh, the, the sky? Because deep down inside them, they're, they're not there. I mean, I hate to say it, but we have a lot of damaged people, damaged goods that's walking this earth. They're damaged. And I mean, I wish I had a beautiful bullhorn or magic wand and I could say, poo, poo, poo. I I would love, oh my goodness, all the hurting people, because they're hurting, but they don't even know they're hurting. They don't even know they're in pain. That's the sad thing about it. They don't know. They don't know because they've been there so long. You know, I I deal with people every day like this. Somebody's like, oh, my goodness. I say, well, do you know a peace of mind? I never had peace. I said, what? What, what You never? Okay. I don't know. I'm so serious. Can you, you, you don't think people like this exist? They do. A person that cycles in depression Mm. I mean, since they were kids, and, and, and they constantly cycle, cycle because of their mindset, and they're like, okay, so do you have peace today? No. Why? Because I feel sad. I feel this. I feel that. Okay. I said, well, choose something different because I don't give them options mm. to stay there. I said, no, you have to choose. So I'm so sorry. It's not an option for you to feel sick today. It's not an option for you to feel sad today. You've been feeling so long. You're so used to feeling. You don't even know how to feel anything else. You're so afraid of something good is going to happen. You start speaking that it's not going to happen when it starts feeling good. You become your yeah. own peace dealer. Now, is that, a, is, that a, is that a pattern that's set in childhood? Perhaps a child didn't experience Little joys, that, that, because it doesn't take much to make a child happy. You know, to run and play, to to, to, to play in a sandbox, to get on the swings, you know, to, to be able to just laugh. You know, if, if you have a memory of what it felt like to laugh and feel joy and feel free to express your joy, if you if you have a memory of how that feels, then you can recreate that memory. But what if you never had a memory of joy what if you've never had a memory of peace where you felt comfortable, you felt safe, you felt loved? What if you don't have a memory of that? Because the kind of childhood you had may have been chaotic. Maybe you might have, if you didn't live in a war zone, you you, you had war going on in your house all the time between your parents and everybody. So what if you don't have a memory of how it feels to be at peace? How can you how can you create something? that you have never experienced so you can't recreate it. How how do you do that if you don't have a, a childhood memory that that you can remember where you actually felt joy and you were at peace? When we were three years old, Naima, someone can give you three crayons and a blank piece of paper. 
you're not going to ask any questions. The first thing you're going to do is grab a crayon. doesn't matter what color. And you're going to sit down somewhere, stand somewhere, where however, and your hand is going to start moving on that paper. It is the same mindset when it comes to creating a life of mm. peace. You are the creator. Mm-hmm. You are the shot caller. You are the king or the queen mm-hmm. of your own life. God is the, he is the orifice. He is the, the, the one that gave it to you. No, God doesn't create life for us. And people don't realize that. We were, we were sent here with a destiny. Mm-hmm. And a purpose, but the life that was created to get to that destiny and purpose has to be created by you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? He put the gift inside of you. All you have to do is tap in. Right. When you tap in into the gift that's inside of you, which is called peace, which is called joy, determination, power, authority. I can go on and on with mm-hmm. calm. Then what happens is you start executing. Executing, then you become from doing to being. Being is one of those things that most people don't do because they end up doing. Mm. I'm doing something in my life. I'm not being anything. You see what I'm saying? Wow. And we get that confused. We get that very confused. Go back to being. What does that mean? That means to think. You know, you thank God for the breath. Mm. Being able to breathe in and breathe out. Because I promise you, yeah. if you can't breathe in and breathe out, you think you think about teeth. You, that right there, you wouldn't even, that, you, you're not even in existence. You know, you know how hard it is for a person to walk around with an oxygen tank on them and they just got to concentrate on breathing, mm. not just concentrate on the don't just doing anything, you know. Just breathing. You have yeah. human beings that walk around and they can breathe fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what are they breathing out? Hatred. Oh. What are they breathing out? Anger. What yeah. are they breathing out? Wow. Hickman. What are they breathing out? All of this stuff, they're wasting the breath on something that steals peace. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, you can't absolutely. waste the breath on that. If you see somebody coming to you wasting the breath, don't you stop breathing that same toxic energy? Mm. No, 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 no. You breathe yeah. out love in the midst of hate. You breathe mm. out, you know what I'm saying, joy in the midst of anger. Breathe it out. Say, okay, well, you're angry, but guess what? I'm so happy today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy today. I don't even know what to do myself. You upset. Oh, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> look here. I'm so sorry. Not an option for you, but guess what? Guess what? You can change that right now. I know you're mad. I know you're upset. I know you're upset. But let's change that right now. Let's change it. Oh, it's not going to work. Yes, it is. Who are you mad with? Well, me? Fine. I don't care. Let's change it. <laughs> Have you ever had a person angry at you for being joyful? It's like, what are you so happy about? Yes. What is that? Why, why Why? are people offended if you're not going I to share their that, anger? Uh, that is because, because they're miserable. They're miserable. Remember I told you, whatever's inside is going to come out. So the only way, the only, again, the only way to eliminate the negative energy of discontentment, because that's what that is, okay, Mm. 
okay, if I allow that to come as true, what this person just said, just, which means if I believe it to be true in my world, then guess what? I'm going to respond to it negatively. Mm. Guess what? How are you going to give your power to somebody else? Mm. Hello? How are you going to give your power to somebody else? And That's how are you going to walk in your own authority? You're giving the power to somebody and else. And if this is what you do, you're giving your power to somebody else. Now you say they can call you and they can make you and they can do that. And people say, oh, you made me do it. Nobody didn't make you do anything. Nobody didn't hold you your hands. Nobody didn't open your mouth to speak. You, you did it, mm. right, because you, you took it personally, didn't Absolutely. you? Didn't you believe it? It's true. Anytime we believe something as true, we take it personally. And then guess what? It's not that the person is saying this. It's what's coming out of you. What's coming out of you with this thing? Okay, check what's coming out of you. Where that button come from? Why is that button still there? Why are you not doing anything about the button? Mm. That's the question. Absolutely. Or you can keep on responding like you used to respond. Because every time somebody says something to you, you get hot under the collar. You get upset. Either that you're going to come out and spew it all out your mouth like you usually do, or you ain't going to do nothing but have to shut mouth, okay? Ooh. Shut mouth. I don't know why she's saying that. I'm so tired of her. Guess what? You swallowing your energy. You swallowing your words. You swallowing your damaged emotions. And if you keep doing that, you're gonna cause major problems in your mind. You're gonna cause major problems in your heart. You're gonna cause major problems in your body because emotions are energy in motion that can turn toxic to the point where it's going to break you down over a period of time. And that's what is manifested as sickness. And I've, of course, read Hello. that cancer of the throat, throat <laughs> cancer comes from swallowing anger. So when you don't speak and you're angry, the energy in motion is going inward to that area where you should have released the energy with I your got an words. invitation. All right. Okay, man. Well, let, let, let's, <laughs> let, let's just get our, our uh, travel agent, Deborah, on top Send of that and get, get us some tickets to, to, to Ghana. Absolutely, <laughs> fine. <Santa. laughs> Absolutely, yes. And we need to, we need to uh, definitely look at all the places where people are struggling with mental illness. Your mind is sick because of not addressing the situation in a way that restores the peace. We gotta take one last break and we'll be right back. <laughs> somebody made me do it. That's the excuse. Yes. How many how many times do we blame our behavior on somebody else? She made me mad. No, you chose to be mad. That person has no power of you that you did not give them. You gave them the power to control your emotions. Take your power back. Choose not to be angry. Take your powers back. Choose to address the situation, but still maintain your inner peace. we got to take a quick break, break, and we'll be right back. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? 
Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. And get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African American Psychic Trauma. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony and the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom.
what it is. They think peace is, you know, eating ice cream on a sunny day. You know, okay, it could be somebody's peace. They think peace is having all the money, but then they'll realize that no matter what you have on the outside of yourself, that is not peace, people. Mm. It's not. Peace is internal. It's internal. It is not external. It's internal. So, you know, just just, uh, be mindful uh, uh, and look at the value of it. The value is something that comes from the inside outwardly. That's what it is. And if you're struggling with peace today and you're like, wait a minute, Dr. Dale, I don't know what that is. I've never identified with it. I've never had it. Okay, I want you to do a couple of things. I want you to check your identity. Check your identity, which is like, do you know who you are? You know what I'm saying? Do you know who you are? You know, are you aware of your actions, your behaviors? Are you aware of your characteristics? I'm not talking about what your mother or father or sister might say or even what your friends think of you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I said, do you know who you are? Do you, are you aware of your own being from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? The reason why I'm asking that because people struggle with their peace of mind because they don't know who they are. They lost that identity somehow, somewhere, you know, on the, you know, the journey called life. Journey called life can be rocky roads. It can be high mountains and deep valleys. But at the same token, I want you to know that you can choose a life for yourself. All you have to do is make the determined factor that I want this, I desire this, you know what I'm saying, and understand that there's differences. Because we just went over the mind today, and really, truly, I want to kind of keep this going. So the next couple of shows, I'm just going to keep peace going because I really think people need to really understand. Because if you don't guide and guide, but also protect and secure your mind gates, you will be subject to something stealing your peace, or you will also create habits of peace stealing. Please understand, it's how we respond to the world. It's not the world responding to us. The world is anything outside of yourself. Mm. Anything outside of yourself. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm. I you see what I'm saying? I don't care. A, a kitten can walk up. One second, please. A kitten can walk up and you can say, oh, my God, what a great tiger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, uh, it's just right? But it's all about how we see. It's our vision. So check your vision. Check your view. Check your vision and check your view of how you see the world around you because that's a big difference on how you maintain your peace. Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead, darling. Well, you know, <laughs> well, you know what a lot of people do, and like you mentioned, uh, who are you and do you know your own identity? If people have perhaps had an encounter with someone or might even be a, a family member or a parent who raised them or somebody at school or on a job or whatever that says something negative about you or thinks something negative about you. Maybe they think you're ugly. Maybe they think you're stupid. Maybe they think you're, you, you, you're too skinny or too fat or too short or too tall. Whatever they think about you and they say something derogatory about you. Maybe they think you're unintelligent or whatever the case may be. And they have expressed their thought about you. Sometimes people feel like they have to make that person change their mind. You know, like I'm going to show them 
that I'm smart or I'm going to, sh- or, or I'm going, you know, whatever it is, you know, trying to make someone else change their minds about you instead of you choosing to define yourself. And this is what I think when when people are overly concerned with someone else's racism or sexism or classism or whatever it is that they have decided that you represent that they think is lesser than, why would you put forth energy trying to change their mind about you unless you okay. have accepted their thought that this is what you are. You are lesser than. You are believing that yourself. If you don't believe that yourself, mm-hmm. then you don't care yeah. what they think. What they think has no relevance, and it has no effect or impact on you. People, I, I see I see us as a people spending a lot of energy trying to change the perceptions of others and make them not be prejudiced or racist or sexist or whatever it is that we see that they are expressing in terms of a negative attitude toward who we are instead of us inside of ourselves affirming what we are and being happy and joyful and pleased and confident in what we are and ignoring them because unless someone is threatening your physical well-being, You can ignore them. They have no power over you. Why do you give them power over you? Well, he said I was stupid. Why does what they say matter? Is it true? Do you believe it's true? If you know it's untrue, ignore them. Don't refer to them. Don't repeat it. Don't complain about it. Do not give it power. What do you think is necessary in order for people to learn to take back their power and not keep giving it away by giving attention and energy to people who define them in a way that is negative, how do we unlearn that habit of empowering people who think less of us? What are your thoughts on that? Well, the thing, of, well, the thing about this was uh, and is is that we experienced that in childhood. Uh, so when we experienced that in childhood, it became a core thought. Mm. A core thought is the belief system. Schema. That's what we call it in the psychological world. It's a schema of thought patterns that we, deep down in ourselves, believe. So we compare that to the world. We compare that to what we see. We compare that to what we hear. So then we're walking around thinking, well, is everyone like this? But everyone is not like that. It's that that's in our head. That's what we think. You see what I'm saying? Because we're doing the comparison. So then what that does, uh, Naima, is then take away from the human self, the human self, which is already intact before the childhood was even ever experienced. You see what I'm saying? Which is that point of peace that we had when we were a child, when we were uh, before we experienced people. All right, mm-hmm. before we experienced our parents, uh, when we were a baby, or whatever the case may be. I'm just saying, at our purest state, mm-hmm. we had a purest state, and we continue to have a purest state. It's just that again. The belief systems are changed. So when the belief systems are changed, then we believe what the world is saying. We believe that we're supposed to act like the world. We believe that we're supposed to satisfy the world. And the world is anything outside of us. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're focused externally. Of that's how we look at life. We're, we're focused externally when 
world, but we're not of the world. That's the word of God. Mm. That's what he said, right? So which means that whatever we're in the world, that means I'm operating in this worldly system, but that does not mean that I'm of it. I'm not like them. I'm peculiar. I'm different. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? No, I'm not better than anyone else. What it is is that I'm who I am, but I'm unique in myself. You unique in you. And we know by evidence. Look at your finger. Mm. Mm. Hey. Fingerprint. Right there. Yes. Yes. Your fingerprint identifies your greatness. If you don't remember nothing else that Dr. Debbie said, you remember that. Your fingerprint identifies your greatness. So stop adopting, stop adapting to things that's outside of yourself. Okay, you know it's not what you why are you adapting to it? Right. If you right. know it's to serve your peace, why are you allowing it? Why allowing it? You have to again re- remember who who you are and who you belong to. Absolutely. Because yeah, I mean, what's the why? The question is, what good is it going to do you if right. you do allow it? Right. Yes. We've got a caller. You want to take a another caller? Oh, now? you're uh, stuck. Am I? Uh oh. I'm okay now. Yeah, you got That's two minutes. Right. Okay, all right. Uh, 872-731. Your mic is open. Give us your name. Oh, no, you keep phone. blanking out. So I can't really? Move. Is it me? Oh, wow. Maybe it's my internet. Okay, make sure I'm plugged in. All right, uh, 872-731. Yeah, I'm not moving. Your mic is open. Good morning. How are you greetings, Grand Rising's all? You know, it's a wonderful subject. Because, yes. you know, I think society has it all mixed up in the first place. We turn around and we're always trying to be something we're not. How can you even be in a relationship with somebody else when you don't even know who you are? You'd be giving them some sort of impression of something they think and you're one way and you're not even there. So in a society where it's all about me, mine, I, that's all backwards in the first place. What about we, us, and our as a group, as a thought of a whole? You know, it's like that's why I hate to say it just as a testimony. One of my best friends, he got further than any of us coming out of college. He went all the way to Cook County. Boy, he was the head of Cook County Hospital, head of Providence Hospital. And this guy shoots himself in the head. He's got everything that people think he should have, but what's missing? So we we chase after what they tell us we should chase after, but we don't even take in our own gifts and talents in this process. So if you don't know your gifts and talents, you need to stop and find out what they are first. The other question is this, and I've been asking it a lot to different people. I ask them, do you know what your purpose is? Do you know a lot of people 70 years old don't even know what their purpose is? Right. You've been living they, here they, seven they decades, one. and you don't know why you're here? Not yet? Well, so that, we that has to do with how, how we... Uh, when we bring a I'm child to the like world, you become a, like you become a, if you're a doctor, you're a doctor. No, you're a human being. What type of doctor are you? What type of person are you? But we mm. we focus on all these other things like intangibles, like how much money somebody got. Wow. Why is it money is supposed to be the driving force, but you don't come with it and you don't leave with it? That's right. You don't come so with it. So it's not obviously not okay. as important. It's obviously not as important as what people think it is. But, you know, one last piece is this. You do 
connect, you do directly, once you find out who you are, that's how people start showing up at your front door to help you do a greater work. If you don't know your purpose, look who's showing up at your front door. People to distract you and take you the wrong direction from where you should be going. That's why you have to choose your friends very wisely. And the people that you involve yourself with, they should be on the same pathway as you. Otherwise, what are you doing, fighting against yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us do that. (laughs) So find out who you are. Yeah, take your time. Find out who you are and find out what your purpose is on this planet. Have a conversation with the most high. He'll tell you. And there you go. That's, that's the key. Well, thank you so much if for those words. To, if you're willing to do the work, then you'll be have a good life. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, that's really interesting. But, you know, I, I've known so many people who grew up being told they were a mistake. You know, uh, your mother didn't mean to get pregnant. Your father didn't mean to impregnate her. You were a mistake. So if you were infused with that thought your whole life, that you weren't even supposed to be here, then you would never. It would never occur to you that you are a soul with a purpose. So we do our children a disservice when we say things like that, or, or, just make them feel like life is an accident. There are no accidental births anywhere. That is a soul's decision, and it takes a whole lot for you to come into being. It's, it is not an accident. So you do have a purpose, but if we're never taught that we have a purpose, then we don't seek to find what it is. And that's what's so sad. Every soul that's here has a purpose, and we need to discover it so that we can be living that purpose. And like you said, it's not about making money because money is just a means of exchange. What impact are you having on the planet, on the lives that you touch? That's your purpose. How do we help people find it? That's right. Uh, again, purpose is something that's sought after. Uh, it's, in, it's inside of a human being, uh, and it's there when they, again, they got to go internal. Mm. It's not outside. If they're living their life outside of themselves, they'll never find their purpose. They're like, like, like he said, you'll be a doctor, but then that may not have been your purpose. Maybe your father or his father was a doctor. Yeah. But you don't know who you are. You just follow in the lead. So, um, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but deep down inside, See, that's why you have to spend time with yourself. Mm. You have to sit quietly mm. and just allow your being to com- communicate with you. You know, deep breathe and don't say nothing. Just hear still. See thoughts like moving in the wind in your mind. Just like going, 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 going. And, you know, and, and if you, you will start feeling a presence that has been uh, put there uh, way before the foundation of earth was built because, mm. you know, God knew of you. It's no such thing as a, a person like, oh, I did, I, I'm here by an accident. No, no, like you said, there is no accident. And if a person, the person that actually birthed you in the world, does not understand that your value, that means you got to understand your own value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you were, yeah. you were saying, you know how many people that are, they have been thrown away, or not said thrown away, but you know what I'm saying? People have found them on doorsteps. Mm-hmm. So I know, I knew, yeah, um, the story where this uh, man uh, found this this baby in a garbage can. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, like a dumpster, mm-hmm. and and took and took the baby to the hospital, called the authorities, and then told them, said, I want to adopt this child. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and the and the child grew up and became something very great. Oh yeah. And I mean, right now he has 
our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, 
Arigato. Korea, Kamsanida. Russia, Spasiba. Germany, Danke. Poland, John Kujon. France, Merci. Spain, Gracias. Italy, Grazie. Egypt, Shukran. Ghana, Medasi. Nigeria, Eshe. South Africa, Ngiabonga. Senegal, Jared. Kenya, Asante. Israel, Toda. Pakistan, Shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor. Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.